Talking to Sky, Christopher Daniels, Frankie Zay, collectively known as SoCal Uncensored or SCU. This is Catch, Hook, and Shoot, the worst podcast I've ever been on. Word. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to Catch, Hook, and Shoot. Today is Sunday, September the 15th, 2019. Thanks to everybody for uh, watching, listening, and subscribing on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, SoundCloud, YouTube, and anywhere else you find your podcasts. And make sure you're following on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and LinkedIn. All of those, it's at Catch, Hook, Shoot. And make sure you check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash shoot for all the bonus content and uh, free merchandise and things like that when you sign up for one of the three tiers. And head over to prowrestlingtees.com slash shoot to pick yourself up a t-shirt and uh, support the show. And uh, if you ever want to drop me an email, it's catchhookshoot at gmail.com. And I uh, just want to make mention of this sweet... Uh, Smoky Mountain Wrestling t-shirt that I'm wearing today. Uh, get uh, get into uh, get into that a little bit later on, but uh, that's in uh, in honor of somebody who we're going to be talking a little bit about on the show today. But first of all, let's get into uh, the uh, first segment of the show, which, as usual, is our match of the week. So this week's match of the week comes from Impact Wrestling, and this was a uh, a mixed or uh, intergender or whatever you want to call it a tag team match between Tessa Blanchard and Tommy Dreamer and OVE, uh, Sammy Callahan's group there. Now, uh, like I always say, the match of the week is my favorite match of the week. Doesn't necessarily mean it's the the best wrestling match of the week. It's just the the one that I like the best out of the week. So you know, hopefully nobody's reading too much into it and thinking that uh, you know I fancy myself as a, an expert on what good wrestling is or anything like that because well I don't I'm a fan so I'm just talking about what I like here and uh, this particular one was my my favorite match of the week uh, you know had had the nostalgia elements with Tommy Dreamer and uh, you know some uh, some old-fashioned ECW style stuff going on and uh, Tessa Blanchard arguably the hottest wrestler on the planet right now uh, you know definitely in my opinion the the best uh, best women's wrestler on the planet one of the best just wrestlers on the planet <laughs> I mean you know without even qualifying in men's women's or anything like that so uh, and the, the rivalry with her and Sammy Callahan has just been uh, has been really really good on impact one of the best stories going on impact right now and Tessa has kind of you know whether it's by design or not has kind of become the face of intergender wrestling and uh, that's something that a lot of promotions, you know, kind of kind of shy away from. It's a, it's a very polarizing topic in the wrestling world. You know, some promotions just won't, uh, you know, won't do it at all. They won't have men and women facing off, and some embrace it. And uh, Impact is one of those that, that's kind of kind of embraced it. They had it going a little bit with uh, Scarlett Bordeaux before she left the company, uh, taking on people like Disco Inferno and things like that. And uh, now, you know, continuing with the. Uh, the rivalry with Tessa and Sammy Callahan and uh you know like I said I just I love the story that's being told this was a great match we saw a run in from uh, Rhino and Rob Van Dam at the end of the match to kind of kind of even the sides up when uh, OVE was uh 
uh, pounding on Tessa and, and Dreamer, you know, kind of a four-on-two situation. So RVD and Rhino came out and uh, even the even the odds a little bit. So uh, I, I'm liking, you know, I, I really like the story with Tessa and OVE, and now that she's enlisted the help of uh, some of the ECW originals, I, uh, I I like where it's going. Hopefully they'll you know continue with it, and I'm sure there's going to be a payoff to it somewhere. Uh, so yeah, that is uh, that's the match of the week. If you haven't seen it, make sure you go uh, go check it out. Tessa Blanchard and Tommy Dreamer versus OVE. So let's get into the uh, the other news and rumors for the week. Um, yeah, first uh, continuing with uh, some Impact news. It was announced earlier this week that Anthem, the parent company of Impact, had uh, bought a majority stake in uh, Access TV, and uh, and that uh, Impact is going to be moving to Access in October after the bound for glory pay-per-view now this is huge it's a much bigger tv platform for impact it's going to get uh, a lot more eyes on the product because quite honestly i i never even heard of the pursuit channel before impact moved there it does it i don't get it on my cable system here in chicago you know i'm thinking it's uh something that has very very limited viewership and, it, and it's kind of a niche channel because it's like like an like an outdoors type channel you know that type of thing and uh you know i i was just kind of questioning why impact was uh was put on that channel because they really don't fit with that particular audience but anthem does own a stake in that network as well so i'm i'm sure that had something to do with it but uh but yeah so come october uh impact will be moving to access tv alongside uh you know they already have a good wrestling lineup on access which is uh, Wow Women of Wrestling as well as New Japan. So Impact going to be joining that uh, that group there, and uh, be interesting to see what night they uh, they put Impact on, because right now obviously it's on Friday nights. Well, uh, come October, uh, Fridays are going to be uh, uh, for SmackDown over on Fox. So I'm not thinking Impact is going to want to go head to head against SmackDown. So. Now, right now, Access has uh, their wrestling programming on Saturday nights with WoW and uh, New Japan. So I would think Impact would work somewhere into uh, into their Saturday night lineup with the the rest of their uh, their wrestling programming that Access has. But we'll have to wait and see. Now, there was another rumor circulating, uh, kind of stemming from this, that Anthem is actually in the beginning stages of talks to uh, purchase Ring of Honor as well, which that would, uh, you know, the combination of Impact and Ring of Honor, um, I think would uh, would be huge for pro wrestling. I mean, if they were to merge into a single company, it uh, I think undoubtedly it would put them in the, uh, the number three spot behind WWE and AEW as far as American wrestling promotions go. Um, you know, Ring of Honor's got a lot of amazing talent, some of the best just pure wrestling that you can see is from Ring of Honor. Uh, guys like uh, Jay Lethal and Jonathan Gresham and the Briscoes and and uh, yeah, just the the list goes on and on with with uh, the Ring of Honor talent. Um, you know, and, and ROH has been having uh, some some issues lately with attendance. If you if you follow online, you know, you see a lot of uh, pictures of half empty arenas, more than half empty arenas for uh, for Ring of Honor shows, which is which is kind of sad because Ring of Honor puts out a great product. I don't I'm not sure why they uh, their live attendance has fallen off so bad apparently, but uh, yeah, I think uh, integrating with Impact would be a, a good move for both companies. Now whether they'll merge them into a single promotion, uh, I don't know. 
uh, or you know would they keep them separate uh, two separate companies separate programming with you know the ability to have crossover you know could work as well I mean there was uh, obviously speculation about that years ago when WWE bought out WCW about keeping them as separate promotions uh, but with the ability to have uh, wrestlers cross between the two so that uh, that could be interesting as well it also raises a question as far as the uh, the partnership that ring of honor has with new japan now uh, um you know rumor and innuendo so to speak is uh, that new japan not real uh not real fond of impact just because of uh, the stuff that was done with okada when he was sent to impact years ago now obviously impact is under new ownership and new management since that's happened so maybe if the if the ring of honor purchase is true for for anthem you know maybe it's a chance to kind of mend those fences and impact in uh, new japan to work together you know because again with the the level of talent that new japan has uh you know coupled with the ring of honor talent coupled with the the impact talent i mean you you know you're you're talking about a major major uh uh shift there in uh you know, as far as <clears throat> I think they'd uh, pick up pick up a lot of new uh, new eyes on the product. They'd expand their audience greatly, and the, the potential for some just outstanding wrestling matches is uh, is insane. So I honestly I hope this is true because I I would love to see uh, just Impact just kind of get to that next level. And if they did uh, merge with Ring of Honor and were able to um, build on that partnership that Ring of Honor already has with New Japan. It uh, it could be could be very big. I mean, we're we're in the middle or at the beginning of uh, you know I think the next major wrestling boom. So uh, it's it's kind of kind of fun to uh, speculate on on this kind of stuff. <clears throat> Excuse me. So let's uh, move on to some NWA news. The NWA announced this week that for their television tapings coming up in Atlanta, that uh, Jim Cornette is going to be doing color commentary for these. Uh, these TV tapings, and this has just caused a lot of back and forth online on social media. Uh, of course, you know, Cornette has his cult that uh, lives and dies by his word. And then you've got uh, the anti-Cornette people who uh, just can't stand the guy at, just because of uh, his attitude and the uh, the kind of the face that he puts forth on social media. Now, do, do I think that's really how Cornette is? I don't know. I've never met the guy in person. Uh, quite honestly, and uh, so I don't know, you know, his uh, his personality. I don't know him personally to make any kind of assessment or judgment on his, uh, you know, what type of person he really is. All I know is what everybody else knows, what you see online, and I, I have a strong belief that uh, majority of what you see online from Cornette is him doing what he does best, what he's always done best in wrestling, and that's playing the heel. You know, so it is what it is. But I'll get into that uh, in a little more detail uh, uh, coming up here in a few minutes. So, uh, yeah, let's uh, get into some some indie news here. Some kind of disturbing news uh, coming out just last night from uh, a WrestlePro event uh, regarding Big Cass. Apparently, there was a bit of confrontation backstage. Uh, some some stuff going on with Big Cass and Joey Janela, which kind of stemmed from the uh, the confrontation that Janela had with Enzo several months ago. And uh, you know, Cass just being uh, you know making threats and just being belligerent and aggressive. And uh, yeah, apparently, uh, um, he it got to the point where the uh, the promoter of uh, WrestlePro, Pat Buck, who was wrestling in his farewell match last night, actually uh, kind of had to knock Cass on his ass, so to speak. And, uh, you know, because he uh, 
Cass, and this is the word online. I mean, I wasn't there to see it myself. This is what's being reported. So take it, you know, take it for what it's worth. Uh, Cass got in his face, spit in his face, backed him, you know, into a corner. And, uh, you know, obviously Pat Buck felt uh, felt threatened and defended himself and, uh, you know, knocked, uh, knocked Cass on his ass, like I said, and uh, held him there. Police actually removed Cass from the building. He was not arrested. But, uh, you know, there were pictures of surface online of uh, uh, police with uh with Cass and Cass just kind of sitting on the ground and apparently you know started threatening to harm himself and uh things like that so he was taken to a hospital uh for observation I would assume but uh there was no arrest no charges or anything like that it just it it honestly sounds like uh Cass is just not in a good place mentally and possibly had some kind of mental breakdown that's me speculating this is that's not uh you know anything that's been reported but you know just kind of erratic irrational behavior on big Cass's part which uh, which is sad because you know there were a lot of reports over the last couple months that he was getting back in uh you know getting himself back together getting getting his head right getting in shape and there was even you know uh reports that he he was in talks with wwe not enzo and Cass, but that just Cass was in talks with wwe about possibly coming back and uh, i i can only assume that uh, this incident would uh um you know hinder that uh, to say the least. So, uh, you know, hopefully he's, uh, he's able to, you know, get himself right and get, get, uh, some help if he needs it. And, uh, you know, to get himself back in, into a good place. Cause I, I was always a fan of big Cass. I was always a fan of Enzo too. It's, uh, you know, and it's really sad to see stuff like this happening to, uh, to people that you're a fan of. And, uh, so, you know, hopefully he's, uh, he's able to get himself straightened out and continue with his, with his career. Cause I, like I said, I was always a, a big cast fan. So it's, uh, it's really, really sad and, uh, disturbing to see this kind of thing. Uh, moving on to some other, some other indie news, uh, Killer Cross actually had a match at the, uh, the Bloodsport event. Uh, I believe that was last night as well. And threw out a challenge to Batista, uh, after his match, which he did win by a submission and, uh, so yeah, Killer Killer Cross versus Batista in a in a Bloodsport match I think would be uh, interesting to say the least. I would definitely uh, put out the money for uh, for that pay per view. Uh, and if you guys aren't familiar with Bloodsport, it's kind of a hybrid uh, wrestling MMA promotion um, run by Josh Barnett. And uh, yeah, like I said, this is this is something that I would uh, I would pay to see that match, Killer Cross versus Batista. So uh, hopefully that's something that can happen somewhere down the line. <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry. So uh, let's get into the uh, WWE news for the week because there is quite a bit of it. First of all, the uh, the King of the Ring final has been set. And it's Baron Corbin versus Chad Gable, and that's going to be taking place on Raw tomorrow night, apparently. Now, there, um, it had been said that it, uh, the King of the Ring final was supposed to happen on Clash of the Champions, which is tonight. But... Uh, you know, during the uh, the semifinals this past week, they were saying it's gonna it's gonna happen on Raw, and people were making a big deal of it. And you know, I, I honestly I don't think it's that big a deal if it happens tonight or happens tomorrow. Uh, but I I actually I'm thinking that uh, uh, Baron Corbin is probably going to be your next King of the Ring. Just uh, just the feeling that I have, the way that he's been uh, promoted lately, I I think uh, I think Corbin is probably a pretty pretty safe bet that uh, he will be the one wearing the uh, the cape and the crown. I honestly hope it doesn't become some kind of hokey gimmick for him like it uh, like it has for other people in the past. You know, I mean, I, I just think the whole cape and crown thing is kind of 
kind of outdated a little bit kind of corny but uh you know it is what it is we'll have to see where they go with it but that's my pick for king of the ring is baron corbin uh on smackdown we saw kevin owens get quote-unquote fired by shane mcmahon uh now ko was acting as a special guest referee for shane mcmahon versus chad gable shane had inserted himself into the uh into the king of the ring tournament taking uh taking elias's place elias apparently has an ankle injury and uh yeah ko made the you know made the three count in the first fall and uh you know, Shane McMahon then made it two out of three, and then uh, Gable got Shane to tap out. I mean, it's not like Kevin Owens overtly screwed McMahon over, but uh, McMahon then got pissed off, fired KO. Now, the reports online are that uh, KO is going to be going back to NXT once it goes live on USA this week. So we'll have to see how much truth there is to that. I, I don't think, uh, I mean, it's definitely a good thing for NXT, but I'm not I'm not sure what this does for Kevin Owens. I mean, he hasn't had a solid, clear direction lately. He's had the, the rivalry with Shane McMahon. That's been about it, but hasn't been in any, like, title pictures or what I would call a major storyline uh, for a little while. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, maybe it could be good for Kevin Owens, uh, you know, get him into the NXT title picture. Uh, I know Adam Cole has mentioned he'd love to have Kevin Owens as part of the Undisputed Era. Um, I could see that working for a little while, but then, uh, you know, I don't I don't see Owens as a wonderful team player, you know. So I uh, have to see what, uh, what happens if KO does, in fact, show up on NXT. Um, yeah, talking about uh, the some of the TV moves that WWE is making, a lot of speculation online as far as the commentary teams, um, you know, about uh, WWE possibly going back to the two-person announce booths, which I think would be great. I, I much prefer the two-person announce teams to the three, because uh, when there's a three-person announce booth, they just, they tend to step on each other quite a bit, and, uh, you know, trying to get their get their stuff in and things like that i just think it's much easier to listen to with the two-person booth um so we'll have to see what happens with that but the speculation online is that for smackdown on fox the uh, announced team is going to be michael cole and uh, and renee young which i think is uh, pretty cool and it makes sense uh because according to the again rumor and innuendo uh that's going around is uh, as far as the studio show that WWE is going to have on FS1, apparently on Tuesdays, uh, it's going to be hosted by Renee Young and Booker T is uh, the word that's going around right now. So to have Renee as uh, the, the color commentator on SmackDown on Fox just makes sense to kind of, you know, get her familiar with the, uh, the Fox audience or get the Fox audience familiar with her. And, uh, so uh, Corey Graves apparently no longer going to be doing both Raw and SmackDown. He'll be just on Raw, and apparently Cole's replacement on Raw is going to be Vic Joseph, who's the uh, currently the uh, the lead announcer for NXT UK and 205 Live. And I I think that'd be a great uh, a great two man team for Raw. I like Vic Joseph's commentary, uh, and I I think Graves is one of the best color guys in the in the business right now. I mean I put him. You know, kind of on the same level as a Jesse Ventura, that uh, that heel former wrestler type announcer. Uh, a lot of people don't like Graves. I personally do. So I think uh, Graves and Vic Joseph on Raw would be a good good team. Uh, Nigel McGuinness no longer doing commentary on 205 Live. He is going to be uh, apparently just doing NXT from now on. Uh, it would appear. So uh, I'm now I'm interested to see how the NXT announced team is going to shake out because uh, like pretty much everything else, they have a uh, three-person announce booth with uh, Mauro Ronaldo, Nigel McGuinness, and Beth Phoenix right now. So is uh, is that is NXT going to continue with the three-person booth? Are they going to uh, 
drop down to just uh, Ronaldo and McGinnis or, uh, or what's going to happen with that. So uh, obviously we'll find out this coming Wednesday when uh, NXT premieres on, on the USA Network. And talking about that, now apparently the first two episodes of NXT on USA are going to be split. Uh, the first hour is going to be on USA and the second hour is going to be on WWE Network. <clears throat> So, uh, yeah, kind of, kind of interesting. I don't know if that's just because of, uh, programming restrictions these first two weeks, or if they just kind of want to use that to, you know, integrate the, uh, the network audience over to USA and vice versa, get some more eyes on the network from people that are watching on USA say, okay, you know, flip over to the, to the WWE network to check out the second hour. So, uh, kind of, kind of interesting there, but then after the first two weeks, it will be a two hour show on NX or, uh, on the USA network. Uh, some other NXT news. It looks like uh, uh, Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox both returning from injury. So uh, that's definitely good news. And it looks like uh, Pete Dunne and Tony Storm are going to be moving to uh, the NXT in the U.S. Um, or at least that's, uh, again, word going around online. Pete Dunne obviously has been appearing on NXT the last uh, several weeks. And uh, Tony Storm did just drop the NXT UK Women's Championship. So... Uh, yeah, and she would be, be a great addition to the uh, the NXT women's division. Um, and again, I already talked about the uh, uh, Renee and Booker T hosting an FS1 studio show for USA. Uh, apparently on Tuesdays is what it sounds like is going to happen. So uh, uh, I'm you know curious to see what that show is going to be. Is it just going to be a, kind of a breakdown of you know this week in WWE type of thing? Uh, are they going to cover like other? topics i'm not sure what it what it would be if they do i'm i'm not guessing it's going to be about all of wrestling i'm not you know don't expect them to talk about aew or the uh, the nwa or impact or anything like that but uh yeah it's uh definitely a new uh, uh kind of a cool concept to have that studio studio type show so I'm, I'm looking forward to checking that one out uh, talking about WWE Network, uh, there was another story this week. WWE is looking into buying the library of uh, CMLL. Now, if you guys aren't familiar with the CMLL promotion, it is the oldest wrestling promotion uh, in the world. It's been around for over 85 years. It was the uh, uh, it's a promotion out of Mexico, and uh, you know you're talking about a ridiculous amount of content. So if they are able to buy it, I'm not expecting to see it on the network for quite a while because obviously they're going to have to. You know, a lot of that footage is going to have to be converted to digital. They're going to have to put, uh, you know, add in uh, English commentary and things like that. So, uh, <clears throat> but that would definitely add a large chunk of content to the uh, to the WWE Network with the the CMLL library because, like I said, it spans over 85 years. So it'd be uh, uh, just uh, it's definitely something I'll check out. So uh, hopefully we'll hear some more information on that in. Uh, in the coming weeks and uh, some uh, some other NXT slash 205 live news Triple H was interviewed this past week and uh, asked about the rumor that's been going around about 205 live being canceled and he didn't specifically outright say yes we're canceling 205 live but he basically said you know the cruiserweight championship and the cruiserweights themselves are kind of going to be integrated into NXT so the cruiserweight title is going to become uh, uh, kind of a mid-card NXT title, uh, kind of like the North American title, I guess. And, uh, you know, the, you're going to be seeing the Cruiserweights more on uh, on the NXT uh, programming. And he said, you know, you'd see some of them on Raw and SmackDown as well. So I would assume uh, 
we'll see some of the cruiserweights being drafted when the uh, the draft comes up in October. Um, so it, it sounds like 205 Live is kind of going away, which is kind of sad. 205 Live um, doesn't have a huge audience, but I think that's for lack of uh, promotion on WWE's part. I don't think it was ever a big priority. Uh, I think it was more so to cater to uh, cruiserweight fans, obviously, because it was a cruiserweight show. But uh, I've said for a long time, some of the best wrestling you're going to see on WWE programming has been on 205 Live. I mean, it's not uh, a lot of people here, you know, cruiserweight and they start thinking immediately of, you know, flips and flying and things like that. But that's, uh, you know, that's not all it was. You had guys like uh, like Drew Gulak and Tony Nese and Jack Gallagher who didn't do the high-flying stuff. They were mat-based wrestlers and, and well, not were. They are mat-based wrestlers and they're, they're damn good. So, uh, you know, seeing them uh, on what's going to, end up being a bigger stage on NXT or Raw or SmackDown is going to gonna be great for them. But, uh, you know, kind of kind of sad that 205 Live never got a larger audience because it was a great, uh, great wrestling show. So we'll have to see what happens with that going forward. But by all accounts, it looks like 205 Live is pretty much going away. So uh, I think that pretty much does it for, uh, for news this week. So before I get into uh, my predictions and uh, preview of NXT... NXT's first episode on uh, on USA this week, as well as the Clash of the Champions event tonight. Let's talk about our Troll of the Week. Alright, so this week we have our very first two-time Troll of the Week. And the person I am talking about, the reason I'm wearing my uh, nice little Smoky Mountain Wrestling t-shirt here is one Mr. James E. Cornette. Um, you know, like I said, I don't know Cornette personally to make assessments of, uh, of him as a human being. I don't know what's in his heart. I don't know what's in his mind. I don't know what his beliefs are other than politically obviously if you f if you follow him on social media he makes it well known what his uh, what his political beliefs are and uh you know which is fine i mean it, it's a platform for people to use however they want but uh you know some some of the the things that the guy says are very controversial i'll put it that way i put it out on social media after the nwa announced him as one of their uh, one of their commentators you know, I, I, it's kind of a surprise to me that Billy Corrigan would work with somebody that's uh, that controversial with some of the stuff that he said. Somebody who's gotten that much backlash from, uh, you know, the uh, uh, different uh, different communities like the, uh, you know, the uh, uh, LGBT community and uh, someone who's been, you know, had so many accusations of like sexism and racism and things like that against them. Um, you know, it just kind of surprises me that they'd want to have somebody like that attached to their promotion. Not, you know, not because I think he's a horrible human being, but just because there's so much controversy around him that, uh, you know, NWA, uh, which is basically, you know, I mean, yes, NWA has been around forever, but this particular incarnation of the NWA is basically just starting out. Uh, so to, you know, hitch yourself to somebody who is that uh, controversial and has that much hate surrounding them is a, a bold decision to say the least. I mean, obviously Cornette is synonymous with the NWA. That's where he spent pretty much 
all of his managerial career uh, and he was great at what he did i mean you know when it comes to managers i take nothing away from from jim Cornette. he's you know in right up at the top with names like bobby heenan and, uh, and jimmy hart and uh, some of the great managers of all time you know and the, this isn't about that it's about the face that the guy puts forward on social media and the face that he puts forward is one that uh, you know basically the typical troll mentality which is you know I'm right you're wrong uh, screw you you're stupid and you know I I felt the wrath of that this week I mean I made uh, you know made a comment on uh, a thread that was uh, involving him and you know of course I got called an idiot no big surprise no skin off my back I could care less uh, but, you know, hey, thanks for the rub, Jim. But, uh, you know, and, you know, all of this uh, this time stemmed from some comments that he made about a, uh, an indie wrestler named G. Raver. Uh, I, I hope I'm saying that right. G. Raver or Graver. I, I'm not familiar with the guy, and I fully admit that. But uh, I'm going to go with G. Raver because that's how it is on his, on his Twitter. But, uh, yeah, basically, uh, you know, he's a deathmatch wrestler. He's, uh, he's an indie guy, like I said. And there was a, a, a video circulating of a deathmatch that he had not too long ago involving uh, some light tubes and ladders. And he took a took a nasty fall and uh, got a huge, huge gash in his arm. Um, you know, so it looked like possibly some arterial damage, and you know, a, a scary situation. I mean, the guy the guy could have died from as much blood as he was losing. It uh, wasn't wasn't a pretty sight. But, uh, you know, Jim Cornette, of course, had to chime in because he hates the uh, quote-unquote outlaw mud shows that play to uh, 12 people and things like that. And, uh, you know, so, of course, he had to chime in. And I'm not giving a direct quote here, but uh, basically the gist of uh, one of his comments was, uh, too bad he didn't bleed out. You know, that, that there's lines you don't cross. I mean, wishing death upon someone, I don't care what the context is. And most people don't care what the context is. More about that in a minute. But, uh you know, wishing death upon someone is never okay. You know, I don't care who it is. To say somebody deserves to be deprived of, uh, of their life is is pretty much as low as you can get as a human being. I don't care what the circumstances are. You know, you're not talking about somebody who kidnapped and raped and murdered children. You know, in a case like that, yeah, put put that person in on death row and, uh, you know, I'll help you throw the switch. But uh, we're not talking about criminal activity we're talking about a wrestling match uh, uh you know and you know i get it hardcore wrestling deathmatch wrestling not jim's cup of tea that's fine he's made that perfectly clear but to say that uh somebody should be allowed to bleed out quote unquote is uh just it's not okay and i don't care what the context is uh you know it's the comment in and of itself you know like if you're you know if you're dropping the n-word just in casual conversation, that in and of itself is racist. If you're telling women to get into the kitchen, I don't care what the context surrounding the comment is, that comment in and of itself is misogynistic, it's sexist. It is what it is. People don't seem to understand that because, you know, I pointed these things out, I didn't even give my opinion on it, you know, and, uh, and, you know, all I said was, when you say these kind of things, you're going to get labeled. And one person decided to chime in and say, well, he never said women should get in the kitchen. So I took screenshots of the original tweets where Jim said those exact words, put them up and said, did somebody else tweet this? Because it's right there. 
And, of course, I got all kinds of backlash from his cultists saying, oh, the, the context and this and that. I, I'm not talking about that. You know, the question was, he didn't make the comments. My response was, yes, he did, because here it is in his own words on his on his social media page. He made the comments. And, you know, somebody had to chime in, but, you know, the, the context of the conversation, he was joking and this and that. that fine, whatever. I, I don't particularly care what the context was. My only point was, you know, this person said he didn't say it, and I said, yes, he did, and here's the proof. I made a statement. I backed it up with proof and you know but i'm the idiot as uh, as cornet said you know telling telling his uh uh his people his cultists not to uh, don't bother trying to smarten him up because uh, the the comment made was to to ryan satin uh you know who had responded to the original comment telling women to get in the kitchen or that women belong in the kitchen whatever it was and he's like oh satin didn't get it this idiot's not going to i'm, I'm like whatever man you know like i said thanks for the rub but uh yeah it's just it's it's ridiculous that uh you know his uh his his little minions uh, his little pack of chihuahuas over there is screaming about context and you don't understand the context of, of how he's saying these things or how he's using these words and phrases. Yet the same can be said for Cornette himself. He's guilty of exactly the same thing. He, ha he has no context when he's talking about uh, Jordan Grace or when he's talking about G. Raver or when he's talking about Joey Janela. Uh, he has no context. You're not going to tell me he sits there and bothers to learn anything about these people before he spews his uh, his judgment about uh, about them and what kind of people they are and how horrible of wrestlers they are. I guarantee you, he hasn't watched a single Orange Cassidy match, you know. And that's uh, you know the one he refers to as pockets, and because uh, you know get. But uh, then, you know, apparently he's the only one allowed to do that to uh, to make any any kind of remarks or any kind of comments or judgments about people without having the, the the proper context or any kind of knowledge of them. I mean, this is a guy who called Sonny Kiss a quote-unquote transvestite because he had no knowledge of the man or, you know, anything that he's done. And, uh, you know, I granted, he apologized. He came back, he apologized. He said, you know, uh, I, you know, didn't, uh, uh, I don't remember his exact wording, but, you know, he apologized for the comment. Fine. I'm not, you know... I did not say a single bad thing about Cornette, didn't call him any names, didn't, uh, you know, not, nothing. But, you know, I like I said, his pack of chihuahuas jumped all over just because I, I proved one of them wrong, basically is what it was. And, of course, Cornette himself had to get in on it. But, uh, like I said, you know, uh, another big part of this was with uh, this other wrestler, G. Raver, who, uh, you know, stood up, defended himself, and has uh, gone gone toe-to-toe -to -toe with uh, with old little Jimmy on uh, on social media. And even <laughs> came out with, uh, honestly, a really cool-looking T-shirt of... Uh, kind of a parody of uh, Jim Cornette, you know, with his eyes, his eyes blacked out or X's over his eyes and his mouth sewed up and uh, um, looked like tattoo needles, I think it was, sticking out of his forehead, making him look like a porcupine. And it said on the t-shirt, fuck Jim Cornette. I, honestly, I loved it. I wanted to buy one of them uh, just because it, it was a cool looking shirt. It really was. And, uh, you know, of course, Cornette got his, uh, got his lawyer involved and uh, 
had the uh, the shirt taken off of the website where it was being sold and because oh you're profiting from my name and my likeness which Cornette himself does on a weekly basis if you ever see little cartoons that he uses to uh, to promote his own podcast you know he's got caricatures of different wrestlers and uh, using a, a bootleg uh, Wendy's logo you know he's using other people's intellectual property to uh, to advance himself because uh, you can't tell me he doesn't profit off of that podcast and he's using other people's intellectual property to uh, to promote his podcast so it's uh, kind of a pot kettle situation there little jimmy but uh yeah like i said you know today decided to go with the uh the smoky mountain wrestling t-shirt in his honor for those of you that are watching on video and uh guess what little jimmy didn't make a dime off of this it's a bootleg shirt because you can't find them anywhere i had to have it made myself so the uh you know and i only made one this is a one of a kind it's not being sold for uh for profit or anything you know the uh you know, only people that profited off of this is the uh, uh, the uh, the uh, garment printer people who uh, who made it for me. But uh, yeah, one of a kind, only made specifically for me, not for mass production, not for mass sale. Uh, so uh, yeah, it is what it is. But uh, so yeah, like I said, decided to go with the uh, Smoky Mountain T-shirt in uh, in old uh, James E. Cornette's honor. So. Yeah, that is it for the Troll of the Week, the first ever two-time Troll of the Week, the uh, uh, the great Jim Cornette. So congratulations, Jim. You're the two-time Troll of the Week on Catch, Hook, and Shoot. I'm sure that's uh, something you'll you'll treasure in, the, in years to come. So <laughs> let's get into something actually important this week, and that is the NXT debut on the USA Network. Uh, uh, some pretty big matches have been announced for this one. We've got a North American Championship match, uh, Velveteen Dream defending against Roderick Strong from the Undisputed Era. Uh, and this is the one title that the Undisputed Era is currently not in possession of. Uh, and I, I mentioned it last week. I'm a big, big fan of uh, of groups like the Undisputed Era, and I've always loved it when uh, uh, groups like that could control all the titles in a promotion. I think it just—I uh, don't know—I just think it. I just think it's something cool as a wrestling fan. I love love seeing it. I loved it when the Horsemen did it back in the day when they controlled all of the, uh, um, you know, the NWA championships, the major NWA championships. So I I am picking Roderick Strong in this one. We'll have to see. Uh, then we've got a uh, fatal four-way match for the number one contendership for the NXT Women's Title: Mia Yim, Candice LeRae, Io Shirai, and Bianca Belair. Uh, I'm picking Candice LeRae in this one. Mia Yim's had a, a few title opportunities already, and her uh, her um, rivalry with Shayna Baszler is kind of um, kind of fizzled out, I guess, or uh, has not really been uh, prominent on NXT TV the last few weeks. So I'm picking Candice LeRae in this one to, to get the number one contendership for the women's title. And then we've got a street fight between uh, Matt Riddle and Killian Dane. This one should be, uh, I'm looking for this one to steal the show that first uh, first night on USA for NXT. And I'm picking Matt Riddle in this. Killian Dane's kind of had the upper hand in this rivalry so far. I think it's time for Riddle to get uh, get one back. So I'm looking for Matt Riddle to win this, uh, win this street fight. So let's get into the big show coming up tonight. Uh, WWE pay-per-view clash of the champions, uh, every single WWE title on the line. Not all these matches have been built up, uh, very well, but the matches themselves, I think should be really good. Uh, first one I'm looking at here is for the SmackDown women's championship, Bailey defending against Charlotte Flair. Um, I'm going to pick Bailey to retain in this one. I'm liking the, uh, uh, the kind of renewed partnership with Bailey and Sasha Banks. I love the heel turn that Bailey has made while still kind of uh, tongue in cheek 
kind of ironically maintaining her uh, her hugger persona. Um, still wondering if they're going to change that at any point, but I, I, I am a fan of heel Bailey, so I'm looking for Bailey to retain in this one uh, by hook or by crook. Uh, and then on the Raw side for the Raw Women's Championship, we've got the other two horsewomen, Becky Lynch defending against Sasha Banks. Uh, again, I'm a, a big fan of the uh, Bailey and Sasha partnership lately, and I'm, I'm picking Sasha Banks. To, to take the Raw Women's title off of Becky Lynch. Uh, and I'm looking at Bailey and Sasha to kind of be in control of the women's division here. Um, moving on to the Raw Tag Team titles, Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman defending against Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler. Uh, kind of a new, uh, what I would call a hastily thrown together team. But uh, I, I like the team of uh, Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler. They, I, I'm a fan of both guys. I think they make a great tag team. I just think the way they were put together was kind of kind of haphazard. But, uh, you know, despite that, I'm, uh, I'm actually picking Roode and Ziggler to win the Raw Tag Team Championships tonight. Uh, simply because, you know, later on in the night we've got... Seth Rollins versus Braun Strowman for the Universal Championship. Uh, so both guys pulling double duty tonight. And for the Universal title, I'm actually going to pick Braun Strowman uh, to uh, to come out with the Universal Championship. Mainly the reason that I'm picking him is because, uh, by all accounts, at the uh, Hell in a Cell pay-per-view coming up uh, in, in October... Um, it's being said that The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, is going to be in the Universal title match, and I just think uh, uh, The Fiend versus Braun Strowman, number one, would be a hell of a match, but then there's, you know, there's a built-in story there. Strowman, former member of the Wyatt family, so, uh, you know, I'd be interested to see how that one uh, builds up heading into the uh, the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. Uh, for the WWE Championship, we've got Kofi Kingston defending again against Randy Orton. Um, still picking Kofi to win. I don't think Kofi Mania is done quite yet. Um, you know, I don't, uh, don't know. I mean, there's always a chance that, uh, you know, Randy Orton could pull out the win, uh, simply because maybe WWE would prefer to have him as the, uh, uh, WWE champion going into, uh, SmackDown on Fox. But I, I think Kofi Kingston's been a damn good champion. Um, you know, as far as babyface champions go, he is over with, you know, men, women, children, everything. He's, you know, that, uh, uh, um, He's just a, he's a great babyface champion, I think. So, uh, but Kofi is my pick to to retain in this one. Uh, then for the cruiserweight title, we've got Drew Gulak in a uh, uh, triple threat match defending against Humberto Carrillo and uh, Lince Dorado. Should be a, a very interesting match here. Got uh, some different styles in the ring. Gulak, of course, more of a mat based wrestler, and uh, Dorado and Carrillo more of the high flyers. I'm picking Humberto Carrillo to win this one. Gulak's been champion for a little while, and I can definitely, you know, see them uh, moving that championship over to somebody else uh, at this point prior to, uh, like we were talking about earlier, merging 205 Live into NXT. Uh, for the SmackDown tag titles, we've got the New Day taking on the Revival. Uh, this, of course, kind of an offshoot of the Kofi Randy um, rivalry. Uh, I'm picking the New Day to retain. I'm, I'm thinking, you know, all three New Day members are gonna gonna come out with their uh, respective championships in this one. For the Inter Intercontinental title, Shinsuke Nakamura defending against the Miz. Uh, I'm picking Nakamura to retain. Um, you know, of course, he's got his new mouthpiece in Sami Zayn. I'm sure he'll be involved in there somewhere. So uh, this should be a fantastic match. I don't think, you know. Uh, I think a lot more could have been done to build up this rivalry because the Miz and Nakamura, I think two of the better uh, wrestlers and, uh, 
um, honestly, two uh, just two of the better wrestlers in WWE right now. This should be a fantastic match, and I think a lot more could have been done to build up the uh, build up the rivalry. Uh, for the women's tag team titles, we've got Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross taking on uh, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. I'm picking Mandy and Sonya in this one. You know, I'm, I think a lot of people are still waiting for Alexa to turn on Nikki. Uh, I, I don't think, uh, and I think people are very cautious when it comes to babyface Alexa Bliss. But, uh, you know, I, I uh, it's just kind of an odd pairing, but it's a good pairing with, uh, with Alexa and Nikki. But uh, I'm picking Mandy and Sonya to win uh, the the women's tag team titles and this could be where we see the split between Alexa and Nikki. Uh, Then the US Championship, Cedric Alexander taking on AJ Styles. Uh, I'm looking for Cedric to win the US title in this one. He's been getting a pretty good uh, pretty good little push lately. Been getting more of the spotlight and I I think you know it's time put put a title on him and see what he can do with it. So I'm picking Cedric Alexander to take the US title off of AJ Styles and uh, what apparently is going to be the main event ironically on uh, an event titled Clash of the Champions where every title is being defended your main event is a uh, a match where no title is involved Roman Reigns versus Eric Rowan of course this uh, stems from the attacks on Roman Reigns the last couple of months and uh, Rowan coming out as being the attacker and you know that part of it to me was just kind of anticlimactic I mean, nothing against Eric Rowan. I'm, I'm an Eric Rowan fan. Um, you know, I loved uh, the Wyatt family. I loved the Bludgeon Brothers. I, I loved Eric Rowan as part of a tag team, typically. And I, um, you know, got nothing against him as a singles guy. But uh, it just, I don't know. It uh, didn't, uh, the the way that it came out that he was the uh, the lone attacker, quote-unquote, it was just kind of kind of a letdown you know you expected something a, a little bigger and then you know they brought out the, the look-alike guy and then then roman had the footage of uh, rowan you know being on the on the scene when uh, when he when he was attacked and things like that and i don't know it just uh didn't didn't really do anything for me i'm sure you know other people probably loved it and that's great just didn't do anything for me personally but i'm figuring roman reigns to to come out on top in this one um yeah, I mean, it should be a good match. It's two, you know, bulls getting ready to go in there, two big guys, which is always fun to watch because uh, it should just be a straight-up brawl with these two. But, uh, you know, so the match itself I expect to be pretty good. Just the the story behind it I think was a little bit of a letdown for, for me. So, uh, yeah, that is the, uh, the preview of NXT coming to USA and uh, for Clash of the Champions coming up tonight. So... That is uh, pretty much going to do it for this week. Uh, I want to remind everybody again, as usual, of the uh, uh, Wrestling Behind Ringside Fan Fest 2020 coming up next July. Head over to WrestlingBehindRingside.com for all your information and tickets. And uh, going to get into our Break the Code contest here. Now uh, we're getting close to the end. Next week is going to be the, uh, the last clue for this. But the way it works, each week I am giving one word from a phrase made famous by a wrestler. Words are given out of order at the uh, the end of the contest, which is next week, September 22nd. You put all the words in the correct order, tell me who said it, and uh, email your answer to catchhookshoot at gmail.com with the subject line, break the code. Uh, answers will only be accepted between September 22nd and 29th. Uh, on September 29th, all of the correct answers will be put into a bowl, and we will draw one winner who will win a pair of VIP tickets to the WBR Fan Fest 2020 on July 25th of next year. So, make sure you're uh, 
Hope you've been following along. Hope you've been keeping track of what all the words are, because uh, there's only one more one more week, one more word after today. So uh, the word for today is the. One more time, the break the code contest word for today is the T H E. So that is going to wrap up the show for today. Again, thank you so much to everybody for listening, watching, and subscribing on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, SoundCloud, YouTube, and anywhere else you get your podcasts from. Make sure you're following on social media. It's at CatchHookShoot on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and LinkedIn. Head over to Patreon.com slash CatchHookShoot for bonus content and uh, some free merchandise when you sign up on one of our three tiers. And it's ProWrestlingTees.com slash CatchHookShoot for uh, all your t-shirt needs. And if you have any questions, comments, criticisms, or, uh, you know, if you're one of uh, Little Jimmy's pack of chihuahuas, one of his cronies, one of his cultists, whatever you want to call yourself, uh, and you want to drop me a line and tell me how stupid I am or how big of an idiot I am or anything like that, it's CatchHookShoot at gmail.com. So feel free. So with that, I am going to wrap things up. I hope everybody has a great week. Enjoy Clash of the Champions tonight, and I will talk to you guys soon.